You are a label exec, your executive producer, talent manager, all around creative. When I get hired as a real estate agent, in that building is the athletes and artists and shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm around music. He's like, yeah, yeah, you may have heard of me before. I'm like, yo, come meet me. Either I go leave this job now and I'll probably get fired. I said, fuck this job. I left and went across the street and sat with him and spoke to him for like 30 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, he said, What's going on, everybody? My name is Tyler Walsh, and this is the Hitmakers Podcast, a podcast about the music business and those that are changing the game. Today, I'm joined by Rob Jua. Hell yeah. You are a label exec yes. at Boo Vision, your executive producer, talent manager, all-around creative, and yeah. honestly, just the best energy I've ever I've ever come across. So I appreciate you taking your time and coming by here on a on a Friday night. I know you're a busy person. No, you my guy, man. Tell me pull up and pulling up. Appreciate it, my man. Simple. Hell yeah. Um so this this podcast is really just all about the music industry, the professionals behind the music. Um tell us a little bit about yourself and all that. I mean, go back to the start. Um my name is Rob Jua from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Uh, always wanted to be in music after I realized I didn't want to go to the NBA. Um, the story's real long, so I shortened it. I went to college, wanted to be a rapper, dropped out. was trying to figure out how to get in the music business. Mm-hmm. Uh, every documentary, everything I've ever seen said, go get an internship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you get in if you don't know anybody. So I dropped out of school. Uh, I, I went in the Yellow Pages. You know, That's what they had mm-hmm. at that moment. And I called like... I said, yo, if I call 100 labels or 100 studios, I'm going to get something. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting zero for 100. I'm going to get, Facts. like, two maybe. Yeah. So I called a bunch of labels, and um, I didn't know what to tell them. I was like, I, I want a job. Like, doing what? I was like, I don't know. I want to be in the building. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that shit don't work like that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. What else could I do? I'm like, where do they make the music at? Yeah. Hmm. What about, let me try a studio. Mm-hmm. So I called like a hundred studios, bro. Like legit scratching out numbers. Shit wasn't picking up. Numbers disconnected. So I just kept calling, calling. Mm-hmm. And I called and I got this, um, uh, I don't know how I got this other one. Long story short, I wanted to go make beats and I have no equipment. I would go to a store called Sam Ash to go make beats for free. Mm-hmm. One day I was over there. Somebody told me it was a studio next door. Yeah. I walked over there. It happened to be Qua Studio. Wow. And I went in there. I was like, could I get an internship? Fuck. Like, I want to work for free. And it's like, we can't hire you, but if you go to school, sign up for school, we'll hire you if you sign up for school. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to sign up for school. So I signed up for some recording school. The moment I signed up, maybe like a week later, I went back to them. I said, yo, I'm in school now. They're like, all right, cool. Uh, we don't got no spots. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck me. You ain't got no. I can curse. Yeah, yeah. Of so I'm like, what, what you mean, huh? You ain't got no spots. I signed yeah. up. So then I'm kind of like, all right, cool, I'm not going to quit. So I would go to the Sam Ash store and just make beats every day for free mm-hmm. and then go bug the studio every day. Like, hey, yeah. you got a slot now? Yeah. You got a slot now? Every yeah. every day I was at the, uh, making beats, I would go there. And then one day they called me. Like, it was a, a night where they didn't have anybody, and they called me and asked me, could I show up? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. It's yeah, your opportunity, right? Hell yeah. I was about to go see a girl that night. Yeah. I was about to go get some buns. And they called me. I was like... <laughs> Buns or internship? I said, nope, internship. And then I went, took advantage of it. And yeah, it should change my, my whole life, bro. Like, it's funny because I always wanted to work at Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And when I was in school, I used to watch this documentary every day called Backstage. It was mm-hmm. showing Rockefeller life on tour, Def Jam. Yeah. And I said, yo, I'm going to be working with these guys. And I knew I was supposed to be in music the day I did my internship. And, um, 
they was in the studio right on top of me. They was in the same building. I was mm-hmm. like, what's the odds? Like, what's the odds? How? Yeah. It's crazy because that's another whole nother episode. But the way I even got back to the studio, I got like sent home my first day because mm-hmm. I had on the wrong outfit. Because the, the owner said, told me I looked like a hoodlum. And he sent me home to change my clothes. Mm-hmm. I went home, took a two-hour train to go home, took a two-hour train back in the rain, went back, went back in the studio, clothes are soaked. I'm soaked down to my drawers, boxes. I'm, like, soaked. Mm-hmm. And I go sit in the studio, and the manager drops his jaw, Roz, um, and say, I can't believe you came back. I didn't, we all thought you was going to quit. And the moment I, I said, no, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Like, no. I wiped my face off, wiped my clothes off, and I sat in the chair, fucking chair wet as shit and then I heard the elevator go bing and they said yo where you going and they was like man we going up to Rockefeller I was like oh shit this was just a test I just got a life test wow I wanted to work at Rockefeller I almost quit like another person would have quit and I said fuck that I ain't going nowhere I came back soaking clothes all the shit you gonna use to quit an opportunity and I didn't quit and the moment I sat down the shit I wanted to do was writing back at me he's like bing Rockefeller I said that moment, bro, I knew I was going to be in music. Yeah. It was just, no. That's insane. I always I always have it in the back of my mind that, like, the universe is always testing you. Always like, test, bro. Yeah. I went through a test. And when I sat there, that was it. I said, I'm not, um, you're not going to ever get me to stop. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened. Then I ended up getting an opportunity, Rockefeller. They needed somebody to help something. The engineer got sick. Mm-hmm. I was, like, ready and waiting. Yeah. My car got called. Beanie Siegel came to me. He was like, yo, I need somebody to record. And I was kind of shy. And I didn't want to say anything. And then one of the producers was like, Rob, not to record. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know how to record? I was like, yeah. He's like, let me tell you something. A closed mouth don't get fed, nigga. I was like, oh, shit. My favorite rapper cursing me out right now. I don't know how uh-huh. to take this, but I'm excited that my favorite rapper cursing me out, kind of. Yeah. And I said, all right. He's like, come on, you're going to record. So I, my first recording session was on Beanie Siegel album. Mm-hmm. My first ever. Wow. So, yeah, shit been crazy, bro. So, in the fast forward now, working with Kedar Massenberg, who turned me from a creative to an executive. Mm-hmm. He mold, like mentored me and shit and just gave me, like, the game in a whole different, um, you know, executive way. Mm-hmm. He showed me the other side because he said, you, you're really good at making music. You're awesome. Your ears is crazy. You're crazy making music. But you have something as an executive. And yeah. I fought it. I was like, for three months, I was like, I don't want to be an executive. Mm-hmm. That shit looked boring. Like, what the fuck? Why? Like, yeah. I like creating. And then one day I went home and I said, hold on. This guy has probably sold 100 million records. Probably got over 30 Grammys. Mm-hmm. All type of success. Blew up Erica Badu. Was the CEO of Motown. If this person is telling me I could do this, he sees something I don't see. I need to sit down and stare in the mirror a little longer. And that's what I did. I sat in the mirror and I stared. And I was like, yo, he could tell this to anybody on the planet. He's telling you, you got it. Mm-hmm. Like, he see it in you. And I went back to him the next day. I said, yo, I see what you was talking about. And I kind of let go of the creative shit a little bit. I let go of being an artist. I let go of all the creative shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, if he telling me this with all his accomplishments, he see I got it. I should take this real serious. Yeah. And then I went back to him and said, yo, I'm ready. I'm taking it serious. Oh, yeah. He's like, all right. Now read these contracts, motherfucker, because you don't know the business, motherfucker. He cursed yeah. me out right after. Yeah. I said, oh, shit. Yeah. But, like, I'm grateful that he did all that because that's how I learned so much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Now coming in here with the creative background mm-hmm. and the business background, my yeah. conversation different because I understand everybody. I know how to make everything work with everybody. Yeah. I know how to push it to the next place. Yeah. So. And I imagine you, too, also, like, you came back to the creative with a different mindset. Being oh, an exact. a whole different way because I understand the business of it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, don't go get that big-ass beat 
with that big ass sample because we paying thirty thousand for that beat mm-hmm. and paying a couple thousand for that sample and we ain't gonna really have no money to really push and pay for any other songs. Yeah. Cause your project's smaller. We ain't, all these beats you getting, you know, it just make you understand the business better. Like, hey man, let's go get one of these new guys who who need a shot, mm-hmm. right? And let's go empower them, make a record with them. Don't worry about what to get me the regular shit. I'll finish producing it. All of us together, and make it some fire shit. Let's. I try to get artists to understand the business of it, cause right, artists ask for all these things they want. I want to go on the road. I want to fly first class. I want to do all this shit. And it's like, yo, fam, that's your budget. Like, this ain't no unlimited credit card. Yeah. That shit going to run out. So that's it's just so like true. getting them to understand the business when they ask for certain things. And I try to, like, educate them on how the money flows. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, okay, all right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let me shift my ass. Let me do some more research about mm-hmm. what I'm about to ask you for. So it changes it. But you would have to have been in their shoes a little bit to speak their language. Yeah. You can't really speak their language if you just a suit and you don't know how to talk to these emotional beings. Yeah, you have empathy for that. Have some empathy yeah. and be genuine. They know when you having bullshit empathy. They know like, yeah, you just talking shit. They could read you like, remember ours got to deal with, they so front facing with so many people that they know how to read energy. Mm-hmm. So they know if you bullshitting or not, you can't hide it. So yeah. it is empathy, but it's also being like genuine. Mm-hmm. And also just giving them like, just kind of educating them, like, like, yo, think about your decisions and how to do so. You know what I'm saying? And I could speak to you. I was you. I was an artist. I did all that. Everything you could do, I did an artist, engineer, producer, DJ, video director, manager, whatever. Make mm-hmm. the CD, artwork. I've done every job. Yeah. So I got empathy for every person in music. Mm-hmm. I understand them. Your boss, I understand your struggle. I was an intern. I done threw the garbage out. Went to McDonald's. Cleaned the couch. Everything. Yeah. Why you think when we walk into your hallway, I tell the guy who cleaning up, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I know what that feel like in every space. So I'm very aware of every single space in where I'm at and what I'm doing because I did everyone's job. So I handled more people with more care. Mm-hmm. And it made me more like, yo, I want to help you. Because I remember just... Wishing somebody just looked at me and yeah. said, like, hey, man, you got something. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, just my empathy is a little different. You know, some people try to play with it, but, like, I'm a cancer. We, you know, we shouldn't play with us. Yeah. You know who 50 Cent is? Of course. Yeah. We, we could be petty if you fuck with us too much. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, it's like, I'm genuine and I'm loving, but, like, don't take advantage. Yeah. So, it's just, like, letting people know those boundaries that you have. Like, don't play with my love. And... Like, let's just elevate together. Hell we yeah. don't all know the answers. I don't know all the answers at all. I'm yeah. always still trying to figure out some new shit or how to push or, yeah. you know, even what you just asked me about. Bro, we should do more speaking and talking. And I'm like, all right. Like, how? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an expert at my shit. What's that part look like? So, you yeah. know, being in the space, to always want to, like, know that you don't know everything. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. key. That's key. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that transformation like from going from, creative to executive I imagine it was a long journey and took a lot I was having a kid at that time really and I was in between trying to figure out how to make money mm-hmm. like I'm driving lifts and all this shit because I didn't know how to make money I had just moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. and was like living off of savings me and my woman at the time mm-hmm. and I was running out of money and I didn't know what to do bro so I was like All right, I'm managing artists here and there but I'm still trying to like figure this whole shit out because I like love music so I took a job at a real estate company and I was very intentional. I was like, if I do, if I get back in real estate, because that's part of my background, I need to work in a building where artists are mm-hmm. or athletes. Wherever I do, and I got my time, there need to be some other benefit to it. 100%. So, crazy story when I was driving the, the lift shit, 
I picked up a football player friend from a building. The building was some crazy luxury building. I didn't know what it was. Me and him was having a great convo, and I dropped him off. And then he told me all the rappers and athletes live in the building. I dropped him off and forgot to ask what the building was. So I'm pissed as shit. So anyway, maybe two, three months later, I'm applying for a whole bunch of buildings. I'm like, fuck, I wish I knew what that building was called because I really just want to get a shot to be around artists, to be mm-hmm. around the music business. Bro, I must have applied again for like 100 applications. Mm-hmm. Three buildings called me back. Did interviews and all that shit. I got hired. One of the buildings was the fucking building I was, wish I asked the guy for. I couldn't believe that shit. The day wow. they told me, they're like, yeah, we want you to come work at Mezzo. I'm like, you want me to do what? What building is that? What that look like? And... Bro, that's another thing that's like, no matter what happened in my life, I always get pulled back into my alignment of music. Mm-hmm. So the story I'm about to make it make sense now, because you're looking at me like, all right, what the fuck, where is this going? Look, mm-hmm. when I get hired as a real estate agent, in that building is the athletes and football players and artists and shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm around music. But the girl I was working for, like the manager, wasn't letting me speak to the tenants. So I'm like, fuck, like I'm here, but I can't talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, not happy because I can't speak. Every time I'm trying to be friendly, she's shutting my, my motion down. Mm-hmm. I said, man, fuck her. I'm about to talk. You can fire yeah. me. So one day, as I was just kind of over it, I got a kid coming. My money still ain't great. I ain't really getting to network in the building and do shit the way I want to. I was like, what am I doing this job for? Like, mm-hmm. I ain't happy. And that same day, I was like, y'all ain't happy with this shit. Like, I don't, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is it. Kedar Massenberg walks in the building. Wow. So I'm like, all right, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, I'm looking for a place. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah, yeah, you may have heard of me before. I'm like, fuck me. Who are you? <laughs> so my name is Kedar Massenberg. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, I did hear about him. I didn't know what you looked like, but I heard about you before. Yeah. And then me and him start walking around. I'm showing him apartments and shit. And um, he, he after that, he's like, yo, come meet me after. And it was like 4 p.m. And I didn't get off till 6. And I was like, fuck. Either I go leave this job now and I probably get fired, but I get a chance to sit with this CEO of Motown, former CEO of Motown. Mm-hmm. Or I stay here till six, and then when I go to the bar, he's gone. And that moment disappeared. And I said, and I'm stuck at this job. I said, fuck this job. <laughs> I turned all the lights off, yeah. everything off, and left. And went across the street and sat with him and spoke to him for like 30 minutes. And at the end of the conversation, he said, yo, I'm going to move to Atlanta, and when I do, you're going to work for me. I like you. Wow. Like, what the fuck, bro? I'm like, I was like, bullshit. He's like... All right, you'll see. And then he moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Three or four months later, I started working for him. Like Kind of like him having me around, coaching me and guiding me and shit. I'm playing him music, playing him beats, showing him shit I'm working on. And the shift of the artist to the exec shit is when he sat me down. He said, Rob, he, I was playing him something. He's like, this shit is hard. And he stopped it. He's like, your ear's amazing. But you're going to be a great exec. And mm-hmm. again, I'm like, no. What you talking about? Why? Like, what? What? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I felt offended. I'm like, why are you telling me my music dope? I should be an exec. It's almost like you're saying the music not dope. Mm-hmm. So he sat me down, bro, and he opened up my eyes to this executive shit. Mm-hmm. And he did. I got to give it to him. So when you ask about the shift and how do you go from creative to executive, it was somebody who did it, who has major success, did, done it, looked and seen another version of him in me. He opened up my whole shit, like my mm-hmm. whole eyes, my whole vision, everything. And I was like, oh. So yeah, even the other day, me speaking to him, he was like, Rob, like, I got to give you props. Because, like, yeah, I opened up your, 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 your vision. I opened up your perspective. But, like, you did the work. Yeah, Where you, you at today, it. you did it. You yeah. took it and ran with it. So, like, yo, I got to give you some, you know, some, some chairs for that. Because you could have not took it and ran with it. You took it and ran with it. I didn't really have nothing to do with it. Where you at today? 
I opened you up and you went hard. So yeah, man, he saw a bit of himself in me and he seen my hard work and my persistence and my consistency, my honesty, seen my energy, like just straightforward and love and hard work. And he's like, you got it. Trust me, you got it. You're gonna lay, watch, trust me, you got it. So yeah, it was him. He shifted everything. And not only did he do that, he said, yo, I'm gonna give you your first project. And I was like, who? And he gave me my first project to A&R was Akon. He made wow. me the head of, and he made me the head of the whole company, and all, and he gave me Akon. Wow. So it was like, he didn't just tell me I was an exec, he gave me the work. Yeah. And gave me a legend. Mm -hmm. To do all the business, clear this, this, handle all this Akon shit. And I'm like, yo, my first project is some Akon shit? You know, it's a lot of the business boring shit. It's still like, it's Akon, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I give that man a lot, a lot of credit. Like that's that's an amazing story. Yeah. I I see like a lot of similarities with uh, you know, with in my world with Mike Boyd kind mm -hmm. of doing be doing that same thing for right. me. So I completely like see a you know see a parallel there. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike for real. So during that period, what was the like biggest challenge for you? You know, that's that's a big change and a lot. A lot happening at one time. What was your biggest challenge? From the transition of creative to exec? Yeah, or like even... Not know. having no money. Yeah. Because when Kidar and Akon partnered, they didn't have a, um, a distribution yet. So I was working for free. Mm -hmm. While the pressure of a first kid coming, trying to drive lifts and make money, because I quit the real estate job to come work with him for free. Mm -hmm. So all of that and trying to tell the lady I was with at the time, yeah, I got a vision. Yeah. Just trust me, it don't look like nothing, but believe, just trust me, believe in me. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And she did, she did. Yeah. She she was like, I, I don't get it really, really, but I get you and I know what you do. And, but that was the hardest part. Like, yo, how am I gonna feed this baby? Mm -hmm. The fuck, I'm a father? I'm about to be a, a, a dad and I don't got no consistent bread coming? Like, I, I was kind of scared, but I was like faithful in my work ethic. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I'm gonna work this out. Or I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna work this out. I'm gonna figure this out. Here you are. Yeah. I'm still going, I'm still figuring shit out. Yeah. You know what I'm, saying? I'm still I'm in New York now. Like, all right, my next big move about to happen now. What'd that look like? A lot of this shit is walking in faith. Like, ah, it's gonna be amazing. The mm -hmm. next big move is fucking awesome. It already happened. I'm fucking killing it. Yeah. Me, everybody around me, crushing it. Mm -hmm. and that's it. It's done. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that was probably the hardest part in that moment, though, knowing that a baby was coming. And I didn't really have like the money shit figured out. Mm -hmm. Like that was tough. But I was like, I'm not quitting. Yeah, and that's then, the key. You know, that's the number one thing. Yeah, I'm not quitting. And the kid, I just kept reassuring me, like, yo, trust me, you the shit, bro. Oh, yeah. You the shit. Sometimes then, you just need that person, like, to believe in you when you don't one, believe in yourself. Even I ain't believe myself. I was just he could say I was a little tired, but I kept showing up. Mm -hmm. I come to his crib and work for free, Monday through Friday, from 9 a.m. to like 3, 4 p.m. for free. Just mm -hmm. like whatever you need me to do. Cause remember, I'm also like, I'm in school. I'm like, yo, I'm getting to, even though I'm working for free, it's not free. I'm yeah. getting information from the former CEO of Motown. Mm -hmm. I'm getting information I can't pay for. I can't go to him and say, here's 50,000, teach me. He'd be like, fuck off. My watch mm -hmm. costs more than that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 100%. So like the access and the information was worth hundreds of millions of dollars to me, even though I didn't have a physical check in my hand. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was like. I just want to sit and soak up everything I can learn yeah. and help him. I want to be of service. Mm -hmm. I want to reciprocate. So it was tough, but then it wasn't because, like, I seen where I'm at now, I seen it 
from just sitting there in 2018, just sitting there learning this shit. Mm -hmm. Like I still live today off of what I've learned from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Was there a, you know, where you are now, you have a lot of skills that you've picked up along the way. Where's the, what would be like the one skill or a set of skills that like you wish you had back then that, you know, maybe somebody can start developing now to, you know, get their foot in front of the other, maybe a little bit more ahead than they are today? I don't think I wish nothing because, like, yeah, I don't, that's a good question. I don't really, I just follow my gut every single time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some mm -hmm. shit I felt like, fuck, it's still like, got me somewhere. Yeah. So my biggest thing is like, yo, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Trust that shit. Fuck it. You may not see no paper for a year or two or three. Yeah. Like, trust your gut. So that was probably what I would say to somebody. Trust your gut. Even if nobody around you don't believe in you, and your gut like, nah, bro, this is something. Mm -hmm. Trust that shit. Don't worry about the plan and the steps and who you know, who you do know. Man, that shit is irrelevant, bro. I'm not related to anybody in music. I don't have a family member. Ain't nobody. Don't have no nothing in this shit. It's just I, my work ethic mm -hmm. and my character. That's all you need. I ain't saying that's all I needed, you know what I'm saying? And then you got people that believe in you, right? Like Keto Massenberg, like Boo, mm -hmm. like Akon. Like, I'm blessed. I used to watch Akon fucking on a TV screen and then yeah. be working with him and working with his brother. Like, I don't take none of this shit for granted, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I also bust my ass. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody just give it to me. I yeah. took it by yeah. hard work, consistency, and efficiency, and confidence. Yeah. So. That, yeah, that's interesting. I know we've had a convo in the past about that, but taking it. Yeah, um, it's just such an interesting thing. That's so true that, you know, that reminded me of. Um, yeah, um, gotta take the shit, bro. Ain't nobody giving it to you. I've been had my take switch off, just being too kind of humble and modest, and somebody else come take it. Like fuck, like mm -hmm. no, nah, I gotta take this shit. And the take don't mean in a bad way. It just mean I want this opportunity. I got created and take it. I gotta take this. I gotta pull it from. The spiritual world, the the idea in my head world, right, to the reality. So I got to go in that bitch and take it from there and bring it here. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, however I got to get it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Respectfully, honorably, work ethic, whatever. But nobody going to give it to you. Nobody. Why? Mm -hmm. Give it to you for what? Yeah. What you going to do when they just hand it to you? You going to fuck it up anyway. Mm -hmm. The take is part of the lesson. Because you mm -hmm. went so hard to go figure out how to get it, you appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. And you also recognize when somebody else coming to take it from you because they want it. And you're like, oh, you ready to take the, you ready to take the baton? Okay, here you go. Mm -hmm. It's here, but you got to come take it from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to take what you want, bro. Just figure it out and figure out how to go get it. This shit, this world ain't nice. This shit ain't pretty. You know what I'm saying? But it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's... That's just an amazing story overall. Yeah. I never knew that, so yeah. I appreciate you, you know, sharing. Crazy. That's what the, this book is about. All yeah. these lessons and all these crazy ass stories that I never really realized was so like big stories. This is my life. I'm still the story's still getting written, but like to be able to pull the lessons out the stories and be able to articulate what I've learned and make a whole step by step pl plan that could probably help you. Mm -hmm. 
That's what I wrote the book for. Yeah. Speaking of the book, man, mm-hmm. tell us about a little bit more about that in case, you know, audience is interesting learning more about your story or oh, yeah. reading up more. The book is almost done. I'm not going to tell you the title, but it's fire. It's pretty much a spiritual roadmap back to, like, your God-given abilities, right? Your God-given wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we all born wealthy as a kid, right? You got mommy on you, hand and foot. You got daddy taking care of you. You kind of live luxurious as a baby, right? You don't got to do shit. You sit on your ass. Then life happened, and you get your ass kicked. Emotions, being broke, a girl break your heart, somebody lie, your friends steal from you, can't, all type of shit. It breaks you spiritually, right? It's like your spiritual bank gets a little bankrupt a little bit. Like you get a little poor spiritually. Then you get to this place in realization in life when you go through enough experience that you start learning these lessons, become more self-aware. Then you start making spiritual deposits back into yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, I look at the body like a bank. So you start depositing information and lessons, confidence, faith, prayer, grounding, all this shit, all these books you read, and you start making these deposits back, and then you start becoming one again because now you did some self work, and now you're back at this place where you're kind of spiritually like wealthy again. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a lot of books like The Secrets and all this shit. Like it was great. It's a great book, by the way. They great, but they ain't speak to my culture. Mm-hmm. It's like reading. Like riddles and shit Cause like Oh I thought it was like Yo I need to know What you talking about yeah. I don't get what you talking about yeah. Cause this shit is Actually making me Tired Cause like Alright yeah. man I They don't beat around this. the bush they Right make you, like, So I say out. yo What if I Speak this The way I talk Through my story mm-hmm. Let me show you what I know I'm not saying it's gonna work for you But let me show you What I've done that Worked Take what worked for you And what's that don't Leave it oh, yeah. Who speaks From the culture and tells you how to manifest. I don't like saying, but I guess I like make some shit happen mentally, spiritually, physically, in all these ways. But sound like you in the culture, right? The culture don't mean black. It don't mean white. It don't mean nothing. It's culture. Mm-hmm. Hip hop, rap, Afro, all this shit is a culture. The culture is a thing. Mm-hmm. Who speaks like the culture? And I felt like it was important to show people how to manifest, but in the tone of the culture. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, it's not there. I didn't see it. Like, recently for me, so I said, let me do it. My story is super theatrical and all that shit. I just didn't know how how dope it was, so I started writing it. I was like, wow, this is some movie shit. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, I, I got all the emotions attached to it from what I've been through, but it's still like, wow, if somebody, if I didn't know me, this shit is like, oh, this is the roadmap for me to, like, get to it. Like, my book is perfect for somebody coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Here go the game. Yeah. You got this shit. Look, you got all this information shit I've been through. You got fucking 20 years of shit in, yeah. in 11 chapter read. You already started off better than me. Mm-hmm. You started off better than a whole lot of people mm-hmm. here. So that's my purpose, writing a book. And it felt bigger than me, and God told me to write it. Like yeah. That shit was like a spiritual message that came to me and said, you need to share this journey and the experience. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, And it's been tough writing a book, right? Like writing it, stopping you got to, like, find a flow, a headspace to keep going and be in the mood. There's a lot of shit that goes to it. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So now I'm almost done with it. I'm like, wow, this is a great feeling to, like, share these stories. You know, you read a sampler, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, thank you, bro. Like, that yeah. shit was a lot of work. The most helpful part was it was like a workbook inside of it yes. at the end of each chapter where you fill it out and just makes it more personable. Yeah. You know, it's your book, own story. The book is written because it's your story through me. It's really your story, mm-hmm. and I'm making, I'm holding you accountable in it. So it's a book and workbook merge into one because you're writing your own story. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing you how to write your story. Mm-hmm. This is when you finish the book and you read it back. 
the book is your book. It ain't my book no more. I just helped you find you. Mm-hmm. It's you. And you got to hold yourself accountable for all the shit you done wrote down in there. Yep. Accountability, because I ain't going to be able to sit with you and be like, hey, Tyler, did you do this? Yep. Hey, John, hey, Kim, did you do this? No, you're going to look in that fucking book and be like, oh, shit. I did say I was going to do that. So I did it. Another thing I did it for was self-accountability. Because if you could hold yourself accountable, shit, that's half the battle. You're already, you're already half a winner already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it, man, like, especially for like all these kids coming in and just even it's for older people too, right? Who just wanna be brave and figure some shit out, figure out how to use their gut and intuition and trust the universe and work with it. Mm-hmm. And I tell them I'm vulnerable and I'm telling them, this shit tough, this is not easy. Yeah. I mean, you gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't meant to be easy. Yeah. It's not. But it's beautiful if you keep going. Shit's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be bumpy. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, you got a hundred million. But you stress. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. But there's that. It's part of this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. It's part of the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm super excited to, you know, purchase the final version yes, when the one that's ready. I'm going to come back up here with it. We're going to do some type oh, yeah. of. Yeah, we'll do an interview. You know, we'll all show that. love. Yes, please. Um, it's also funny that you mentioned accountability because my boss, Gary, Gary V, mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk, for those familiar. They know um, who that is. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't. They know so. the fuck, Gary. <laughs> Big dogs. <laughs> he was just, uh, we had a podcast with Gary and an artist and a few other people. He was asking because he, he was asking the artist, you know, how, how do you hold yourself accountable or, you know, um, are you accountable? Because I feel like sometimes it's harder for artists to be accountable. Do you mm-hmm. see that similarly? Yeah, because there's a lot of facts to that. That's a good one. So accountability, right? Especially when you got money and everybody tells you, yeah, you're blind a lot. Mm-hmm. You blame everybody all the time. So being an artist, you're always in the lead. Everybody's wrong because you got money. Doesn't mean you're smarter than them. Doesn't mean you're better than them. You just got money. Mm-hmm. So with money, you bypass accountability sometimes. Because like, ah, whatever, I, I got it, I got it. You didn't figure out, I did. So fuck you gonna tell me. You don't know more than me. You ain't rich, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Like you rich, but you still fucking stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, especially artists, don't really have accountability because they don't have a lot of genuine people around them to tell them, yo, that shit you did was some fuck shit. That shit mm-hmm. was whack. People around them not being real. That's one thing. Another thing is the money, right? Money inflates your ego. Mm-hmm. You ain't trying to hear nobody. I ain't never wrong. How I'm wrong. I pay all your bills. How I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah. I take care of everything you do. Show me where I'm wrong at. I dare you. I cut your stupid ass off. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of ego shit in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they don't have a lot of accountability. But it ain't just artists, it's executives, it's humans. People don't have no fucking accountability like that. Mm-hmm. If they did, the world would be a little better because you got to look at you. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that wasn't really that cool. But it's easy to not be accountable. It's easier to just do some shit that don't affect you and you just like move forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's easy. A lot of people take the easy road. Accountability is hard, bro. That shit is the hardest thing you could ever really do and really sit and hold yourself accountable as an artist that could kill their ego. Mm-hmm. So they really don't fuck with accountability. Now, when they get older, more mature, like your Drakes and your Jaycos and your Kendricks, your Cardi, you know, just people just older. 
You got kids, you got a life. You, all that shit is different. You start changing. You start being accountable. You start being more empathetic. You start being more understanding. You start putting yourself in other people's shoes and try to understand more. So it just come with age, too. A lot of these people just kids. They don't know better. Mm-hmm. They ain't really done no self-work. They ain't really do shit to really understand they even doing nothing wrong. To them, they're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it now. I got more empathy for them. I speak to them different. I'm like, you don't really know what you're doing. All right, let me walk you through it slowly. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know when you did dot, dot, dot? How did you think that other person felt? Oh, you know, I don't know, fuck that motherfucker. I'm just saying. What if that was you? How would you feel? Damn, I would feel blah, blah, blah. Okay, boom. You see how you feel? So now, again, I'm going to ask you the same question again. You know what you did to dot, dot, dot. How you think they feel? Oh, I can see how they feel. It's like I take my time like a therapist and mm-hmm. walk them through now to get to the accountability part. Because once they get to the accountability part, they kind of like on autopilot after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They do their own self-correction. Yeah, they figure it out for they themselves. figure it out. Yeah, you can't tell them. You have to allow them to realize. You can't tell them. Yeah. It's like trying to tell a woman some shit. She don't want to hear that shit. Like, <laughs> you got to let her get to it, right? I used to try that. I'm like, yeah, 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 that shit don't work. She's like, fuck you. You ain't my father. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Hey, you know how you made me feel that day? Or how I made you feel? Did you like that? No. Why didn't you like that? Because it made me feel like you don't listen to me. Why do you think I listen to you? Because that, that, that. All right, cool. You may be right. You have a point. So do you think you're listening to me right now? No. Why? That, that, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the same shit with artists, with everybody, bro. Mm-hmm. Same shit. Artists ain't like, artists is regular people, bro. Mm-hmm. Artists is weird. Artists is emotion. They're just artistic motherfuckers. They regular, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody's regular Superstars Everybody When you sit with these people Everybody you like, They're all humans really, At the end of the day You're really not even that interesting I don't really know I don't wanna, really want to Hang out with you You're not what I thought you was I kind of wish I didn't sit with you Because you mm-hmm. just fucked up Everything I thought about you Yeah I kind of I don't ever want to sit with you again Whoever yeah. You know what I'm saying That's how you really yeah. Not all of them right Some of them Not like that But some of them you sit with you like This kind of was lackluster This was boring Yeah This ain't I mean, I like you better on stage and shit I really don't want to talk to you like that That's why they say Don't meet your heroes Yeah Because Half of them be like "Uh, I kind of wish I didn't meet you Like fuck uh, Everything I liked about you I'm throwing away all these posters You a dickhead Or you kind of boring Like I don't know It's some shit And some people are what you Think they are Like I think somebody like Cardi is what she show you Like I love her I love everything about how she moves You can tell Mm -hmm. You really that Yeah Yeah so you know what I mean? But yeah, accountability is huge, bro. And it's just showing people the steps to it. Mm-hmm. All of us got to do it. We all get stages where we got to hold ourselves accountable. All of us, including me. It was like, oh, shit. I don't like that. Then you got to not fight, digest it, fight it, right? And then you digest. Then you understand. Then you relook at it. Then you go back and be like, you know what? You're right. I apologize. Because after accountability comes vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So you could then make something better. So there's a bunch of steps to it, bro. But like... This shit deeper than music, bro. Like I'm in music, but like this shit's so much bigger than music. Facts. Music just the baby. Like, mm-hmm. It's the baby to to birth like some type of positive impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else that we do on this podcast, I like to do just because you know music ecosystems ever evolving is mm-hmm. just talk about trends going on right now. And one of the trends I want to bring up is actually something because we talked about in the lobby down there, but what's your take in like AI and music and creativity as a, I, as a I, total? I think AI is a tool to help you do things a little more efficient, but AI doesn't have soul. Mm-hmm. So like if you lean on it, good luck. AI is not going to ever sound like, I mean, it, not say ever, right? Shit is getting better by the day, but like it's going to be hard and challenging for AI to sound like a dope developed 
person or write a dope ass book the way and sound your tone. Now it can help you with the framework and faster as shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. as long as it took me to write this book, AI could do this shit in five minutes, three yeah. minutes, two minutes. So that's dope. I think you just got to use it as part of your um, artillery, right? Like if you was Batman and you had the artillery belt with the fucking smoke gun and all that shit, yep. it's part of your 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 your, your tools. Mm-hmm. But it ain't nothing to fully just fully depend on. Like yeah. you still need to be smart. You still need to make amazing music on your own without that shit. You still need to be able to write and and capture your tone without it. I think it's here to stay. I think it's only gonna get bigger and stronger and better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think people need to be actually. Maybe mindful of how smarter and stronger that shit get. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's dope. Yeah, I'm not like super against. I'm just like, yo, let's just be mindful with this shit. Maybe mindfulness. Those is movies key. be like showing this yeah. shit. Don't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. hold on, B. What you doing now? Oh, I just don't really like you today. What the fuck? What, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think if you use it like a proper tool, I think it could enhance and make things make you more efficient. You, you ain't spending ten hours writing no thesis. You don't yeah. spend you know, you may spend an hour tweaking what it helped you do. I don't know. I think it could be used as a proper tool. I think we're so new with it that we are learning the use of it. But it, it'll be here. And it's not going anywhere. So yeah. I'm okay with it Yeah, if it's used health, health in a healthy way. Yeah, true. Yeah. And back to the part where you say, you know, obviously there's no soul. It's like when The weekend Drake won, obviously the most famous, like, instance of AI music going yeah. viral on, like, TikTok. You know, I listen to it. I'm like, it's a good song, but there's no replay value. I'm not like emotionally attached to it because how it's is not- it, how is it how is AI gonna replicate soul? Exactly. Maybe one day. I'm not saying it never happened. Look at all this shit. We, we never yeah. thought it was gonna be skyscrapers and shit and flying airplanes. Like you yeah. know, I'm just saying, how you replicate soul? Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna get very close. Yeah. The more studies and they have it studying you and shit. Mm-hmm. So I think the edge you do have over it is your your, your uniqueness. But I don't even look like we shouldn't compete with it. It's like work with it. Yeah, work with it. That's uh, yeah. that brought up an idea in my head. Is like I think you know in in the songwriting world, like mm-hmm. sending demos mm-hmm. and then using AI to like replicate it's the fire. voice of like somebody they're pitching it to. You know? Bro, that's fire. I've done demos that were fire and they were my voice, not a girl voice. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I just I go, I go get a girl to do it. And when I get a girl to do it, it get picked. Because mm-hmm. I think that'd be fire. Do your demo and let AI say it in that tune and send it to the person. That's that's a tool. Again, yeah. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. fire, bro. Or you want to send a record to Bad Bunny, but I don't speak English, but I can sing the shit. And then AI spit it back out in Spanish mm-hmm. and Bad Bunny like it. Like, it's a tool. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Use it for a tool. Work with it. Not all the other shit. Yeah. Um, another trend I want to bring up just because, you know, you're, you're very creative and I feel like you'll, you'll have some insight on this, but I just think it's really interesting, at least in this year, there's so many artists that are coming out with documentaries and mm-hmm. short films. Like, you know, there's Travis Scott, Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Do you have a take on that? I mean, I love it, right? Like, I think it's fire. I'm currently in the background working on something with Hitmaker, right? He has mm-hmm. a crazy ass stories. Um, I think it's important to tell these stories. I think it's important for people to show other sides of the person, right? Mm-hmm. From how they deal with families, from what type of investments you make. You make all this money for music, but like, what, what do you do with this money? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I buy land and property. I got trucking companies. I got all this shit. So like, 
educating your audience more. They're going to appreciate you more. You're educating them and showing them other ways to get to it or, or how did you get through your ruts and stuff. So I think the documentaries and showing these stories are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, important. Like Hitmaker. Hitmaker's, Hitmaker's Watch story is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't wait for people to see, like, what he got going on. I just yeah. want to be a part of it. Like, and, yeah. and, and a part of a whole bunch of other stories. I done went to... My mentor, I'm, I want to be able to help tell somebody's stories. And it's not like I'm a film guy or none of that shit like that. Mm-hmm. I just love music. Like, I love this shit. I love being able to be inspired or help somebody get their shit out. That's going to inspire people. I'm inspired by these people I'm around. I'm inspired by Keto. I'm inspired by Boo. I'm inspired by Jay-Z, whoever. I'm inspired by all of them. So it's like when I see somebody... No, I want to help tell a story, whether it's going to be in a book form, whether it's in a film form. I just want to show it because I know the kid that get to see it or the person get to see it, they're going to be like, they're going to be lit. Mm-hmm. Something going to spark in them. So if I could play a, a nice little piece in making that happen, like I'm happy. Whatever my role is, like I'm happy to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that that yeah. documentary come to fruition and yeah. learn that story. I don't even know the story. so It's, it's, it's fire. It's, it's, it's being moved around right now. You know? Hell yeah. It's, it's, he's, just, he's a... He's a good, he's a good guy. His story is very, very inspirational. Like it inspired me to even want to even be around anything because he's very inspirational. You know what I'm wow. saying? His story's crazy. It's a lot of people with crazy stories, bro. Like when they start, we start hanging out with these people, and they tell you everything they've been through. You'd be like, "Damn, I ain't been through shit." You thought, yeah. you thought you, you see all this money and fame and rich shit. You like, oh, they got a great life, and then they tell you their story, how they got there. You, most people say. Damn, I wouldn't do what you did to get there. Mm-hmm. I would have been quit. And to see that these guys and girls and women haven't quit and they have what they wanted because of everything they've been through and they didn't bend, break, or fold, that shit is inspiring. If you don't get inspired by that, you wasn't meant to have no great shit. 100%. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, You know, taking your time and telling us your story, mm-hmm. what you're working on. Super excited for the book, especially. I know yeah. we talked about that. Um, do you have any final words for the people, and also where can they follow you on social media? I mean, the final words for the people, we're going to do high vibrational things, right? Okay. So my next music endeavor, a lot of it going to be in that African space, right? Like, because the vibration of the music, the energy, so what we need right now. So there's a real big guy coming out of Africa named Jaya. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, it's going to be crazy big. Just remember I said it. And we got the clip right here. Yes. So in five years, when he's the biggest artist in the world, we're gonna run. He's this gonna back. be. He's gonna be huge, right? So for me, it's about being behind music that moves my spirit. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's what my my mind been on, right? Like my mind and my energy is on. Like what's that? What that look like? Mm-hmm. Good ass music, right? Even with with Boone and we got King Madi. Like just being in that energy of like. Yo, this shit feels great. And being able to contribute to something that I love, but in a dope-ass, feel-good way, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we got turn-up shit, right? We got Regan, the boss. We got all the other shit. We got KC, who's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And for me, my personal contribution, I'm always like, Rob, what you bringing to the game next? Like, I, I'm bringing a whole energy. I'm bringing a shift. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm bringing. And I'm happy and it feel good. So, like, that's what my, my focus is on, like, add some different type of energy to this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And looking for other people who do that. Shout out to my guy Chibu. Some, we got some special people in the works, some special things in the works that people are going to speak about in like five years. 
maybe two years, maybe one year, but it's going to be that impact. And, you know, outside of that, just looking forward to, like, speaking more and being on more platforms and, like, share the story because I, I realize the story bigger than me. These lessons bigger than me. If you leave it to me only, I probably don't speak like that because I ain't really into social media and posting. I barely, I damn near don't like posting on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I realize I got to. Every time I post, my inbox is flooded. People telling me, yo, you inspire me, da 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 da. So, really walking into that more and just sharing the story and just, you know, inspiring who I can and help who I can. You know, mm -hmm. you got some shit, hit me. I'm, I re I'm like an executive that responds back. Because mm -hmm. I remember nobody hitting me when I was a rapper. Man, you know what I'm saying? I was a rapper, nobody was hitting me. Like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, such and such, could I play you some music? And it's just, fuck, I hope they open it. Yeah. So, at least I at least open this shit yeah. and say something back or I send it to my guys and see what they think. Like, but I like be like, I'm really an executive that I, mean, I ain't trying to be too available, right? But I'm like kind of here for you because I remember trying to, I remember being you or whoever. Mm -hmm. I remember being that, you know what I mean? Back to that empathy point. We yeah, I got some empathy earlier. for people yeah. trying to get on. Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's just give you a little bit of game. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be giving all the game for like just if you don't want it, don't waste my time. But like, I will speak to somebody who just say they want it. Just hit me. Mm -hmm. But support back too. You, you fuck with me. All right, cool. Go buy the book. Go do something. Go, come book me to go speak. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to give you everything I got. Yeah. I'm going to give you everything. I'm not holding back none of my lessons I learned. Like, I, I hear it. Because mm -hmm. I could give it to you. That don't mean you're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. Hope you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, just looking forward to, you know, keep elevating and, and keep elevating people I believe in. Like my brother T. Young boy Uni, just like just the people I see that that I'm like, yo, you got it. Okay. Like I just want to help you. Like I'm so excited. Like people want to go sign artists. I care about finding dope executives. Mm -hmm. Like how my mentor Keto cared about making me a dope executive. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to find and, and develop like executives. Fuck all that. There's artists everywhere. There's always gonna be an artist, but there ain't gonna always be a lot of special executives. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be a lot of special, you know. The glues. I call the executive the glue. Like, we make this shit happen. Shout out to my boy Lou. Shout out to Boo. Shout out to KC. Like, all these people who behind all of this that's, like, really making your superstar happen. Mm -hmm. We need more of those people. We need more executives. Keto was right when he told me, yo, you need to be an executive. We need more of that. We need more Rich Pauls. We need more the behind-the-scenes people that really make this happen. We don't need a bunch of thousand LeBrons. Mm -hmm. We won't handle the business. Yeah. We need more business people. Even my culture, we all want to be rappers and shit. None of us want to be the managers. None of us want to do the marketing. None of us want to be the A&R administration talking about publishing and royalties. None of us want to be the COO or the legal or the radio. None of us want to be the fucking star. Yeah. Do you know how much other opportunities is behind the star? You know how much other shit you could be the man at? You could get rich at? You could do all those things at? Mm -hmm. You could be a rich manager richer than the rapper. We just don't know that because we just talk about the rap shit all day. That's great. Go be rap. But who going to do the business? If you want to do the business, come talk to me. I want to meet you. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in you. Just like Keto, I was interested in me. I'm interested in you. Because that one businessman going to have 40 artists. That one artist probably don't blow nobody up. Mm -hmm. That's it. Hell yeah. We need more behind the scenes people. 100%. Once again, I appreciate you coming on, telling your story. I'm excited to see what you do. Um, where can the people find you on socials? Um, Instagram, Rob.Jua, so R-O-B.J-U-A. 
You can find me on TikTok, same thing, R O B dot J U A. And um you gonna that's what you're gonna find. I, I share all my information on there as far as the book, when it's coming, website launches, music launches, label announcements, artist announcements, all that type of stuff. Oh so, yeah. Rob, appreciate you coming on. Thank you, bro. It means a lot, my guy. Nah, you, bro, like, you the young boy. I'm telling you, you're going to be one of the biggest in this shit. You're going to be one of the big Like I said earlier, man, if moguls. I do half of what you do, man, I'll be happy. No, you're going to be big. You're only 20-something. You're going to be fucking big. You're going to be like a $100 million motherfucker. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, man. Just, right, just accept it. All of us. We all up there. Just, I'm just trying to make a positive impact, like you said. You are. That's all that matters. You're going to blow up. You're going to be a big-ass influencer. You're going to be like, Rob. I'm like, don't worry. I got management. I got a team for you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we got you. Don't worry about that, Tyler. You just tell people to hit your team because you're going to be big. You're going to blow up because you just got good energy. I appreciate your, your kind words and your, your belief. Um, and also, I appreciate everybody for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow Rob on socials. Yeah. Stay tuned for his book and all the cool projects he's doing. In the book, I'm also doing a college tour. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, specifically, I'm starting off with an HBCU tour. Yeah. Touring all the black schools because that's where I started at. I started yeah. at Texas Southern. So I want to go back and give the people that was just like me, like the kids who was trying to like figure out the school shit and what to do next. I want to go speak to them first. Yeah. And then I'm going to expand it to like a college, college yeah. tour. Um, whoever yeah. whoever wants the game I'll, I'll pull up on you, yeah. you know? if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to uh, once again follow Rob on socials rob.jua hell yeah and uh, also be sure to like this and subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform uh, thank you again for watching T. Walsh out mm-hmm.